With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast, the best of the worst. Well, that's kind of our <laughs> new tag. We, we're, we're gathering all these taglines. But today we've got a this is your card episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. And we've got another random name that I, I put all the wrestlers names that have ever lived and ever wrestled even one match. I put them in a hat and I draw a name out and whatever happens is what who we're talking about. Or if we get a request, sometimes we get requests. But today we're doing Bam Bam Bigelow and according to Trading Card Database. 183 cards. We always say, oh, they're, you know, that seems low. Actually, that seems like a probably pretty accurate number for Bam Bam Bigelow, if you ask me. Like, yeah, of all the people we've done so far, and this seems to be a pretty popular segment that we've done, and people seem to respond pretty well to this. Um, yeah, it, it seems to be about like what I would expect for him like that. I mean, he passed away, what, in 2007 or so? Around about mid, yeah, mid 2000. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, um, it seems to be right about, I mean, just, uh the beginning of the explosion of like a lot of new cards that's coming out for wrestling so um and he has been featured over the years in like legend sections and stuff like that but even during his time yeah it just seems to be about right to me like i i don't go that's too low or that's too high so and it seems like his like following from a fan base like he's always had this fan base from a wrestling perspective they're like man i love bam bam he's a mm-hmm. you know big guy agile in the ring he's been to like all you know started in memphis and wrestle in ECW and WWE, of course, mm-hmm. WCW, and just been all over the place. But then when you look at his cards, it it does, outside of a few that we'll talk about, it doesn't seem like his cards like garner the same kind of um, mentality, I guess, from the collecting standpoint, as far as like that, comparing that to his actual wrestling fandom. Do you see what I'm saying there? Do you, yeah, do you of course. Of course. I mean, then you, I mean, uh, would you consider him to be in the same boat from a collectability standpoint to say is our very first subject that we ever started this segment uh, the barber beefcake i do not i i i still i think like um i think brutus has that that fan base from the 80s whether it's the kids or the adults from that time that really attached to him i think Bam yeah, but, but, but Bam Bam came from the 80s too. I know, but I think he covers so much more. Like there's people in ECW that had totally tuned out of everything else. There's sure. people that only watch WCW. So when he came into WCW doing the hardcore stuff, they mm-hmm. had that. And then you had like, you know, your your Memphis diehards when he first came in and the stuff he did with Lawler. And so I think and don't was, and don't forget he also had a great run in Japan too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, you know, he I I just feel like his 
career spanned so many different territories and styles within those organizations as opposed to beefcake like of course we had the disciple and we had booty man and Mm -hmm. butcher and whatever else he was but i just don't think that uh beefcake transcended like bam bam did especially like when you start like the people like i'm not i don't talk to a lot of these people on a regular basis but if you get into one of these conversations with people who are just like die hard wrestling fans and they want to talk about in ring work some of the stuff bam bam was doing like we've never like obviously you see it now but at the time he's such a big guy that we weren't seeing a lot of that in ring style whereas you know going back to brutus like is more of the entertainment like you wanted to see the guy get the haircut at the end of the match yeah you didn't care about the in ring you just wanted to see kind of like jake like you know yeah you might have liked his in ring but you wanted to see that snake get put on yeah and that's just a wwe thing but um, let's go with his rookie card. First card. What do you got? Uh, mine is, for me, it, it's always questionable because I mean, I know this topic well, comes up a lot. Card, of rookie cards questionable. No. <laughs> well, we call it, I, we call it a first card, first appearance like that, or earliest cards kind of thing. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, of the 84 to 89 series of the, uh, uh, the LGN series. I believe mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, um, if, and if, I I believe if you want to get technical on it, I think the copyright date on the cardboard of the figure is eighty six. But it's, I think it's I, I think it's eighty five. I thought it was eighty six because it's the same year Advance came out. I wonder if it's a difference in the variations of printing. Then I saw I've could, seen some that be. are eighty six, but but okay, it's could still be. in that I, series sure. though. I, I, yeah, it's in the series five, which also contains Vince. And it's a pretty. It's one of the biggest series of the LGN of. The different series they did, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And if we're gonna so, nitpick, if we're gonna nitpick yours real quick, uh, this is still gonna be the first card, like before anything else, whether it's 85, 86, either way, yeah. it's the first card. Yeah, it's in that time frame. So like that. I mean, you can also go with uh I think in my notes I put in the Quaker dips, but that's from 88, which it's also a, I, I, I it's a food premium, so like that. So I mean, this is a figure card. I know people kind of like, well, it's not a pack pool card, so it doesn't really count. And I'm not um, buying cards that were on the back of a granola bar box, Tony. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. So, <laughs> and then, you know, you've got stickers and things of that nature from that yep. time frame too. So it's just, um, I, I like it. I, I like the whole series from that, uh, that LGN series. I, I have most of it, uh, not all of it, but I have most of it in, um, in various conditions that I don't care because I just like them. Mm-hmm. It's very nostalgic to me. Um, I, I found them not too long ago in, in storage in a bag, just in a baggies. And there were individual baggies uh, based on series and year. Oh, cool. Um, and so, uh, and that's how I bought them from someone uh, from years and years and years ago. They were at a, a booth at Frankenson's and I bought them in a little uh, throwaway basket like that. And they just sold me the whole thing and um, it was already put in baggies. So they clearly belonged to somebody who collected before. But mm-hmm. I like the design. It's just cool, simple with a, you know, bio on it. It's like that. Nice cool little shot with a red border. And um, I just think it's kind of cool. So that's for me, it's that, that to me is his first card. Yep, same. Um, I agree with you on everything. I do love the Quaker dips. Like, I don't see a lot of people talk about them. And I wonder if it's one of those things where, you know, I'm not trying to be like different or like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. the guy with the rare card. But yeah, like, um, they are so rare that you just don't see a lot of people talk about them. Like, you don't hardly see them pop up on eBay or any other auction sites. So maybe that's one reason that they don't get recognized as much. But the uh, 1988 hostess was the only other one I wanted to throw out there. Like kind of this little, range of like, anyone. yeah. And you know, it's, it's like you said, it's a, it's a food product and maybe people don't count that, but it doesn't like, I don't care whether you're going to count it or not. When you look yeah. at the years mm-hmm. that are printed, whether it's the Quaker dips, whether it's the hostess, whether it's the LJNs, 
they're all like the early 80s stuff which is the first bam bam stuff that we've seen so there's yeah, really it's, no it's debating a, that it's all it's all collecting man like come on i mean do you do you even collect bro apparently some <laughs> people don't because they want to take too many uh hobby politics within all that and they want to be they want to make sure they're the right ones it doesn't matter uh yeah, whatever know, i i've always said the market always dictates that too but when whatever the market dictates is, is even that still doesn't mean you have to follow it you just got to follow yeah. what you like yeah that, that's what i've always done yeah. i don't care yeah. about anything else so yeah. best card what do you think is the best card that you've seen personally again this is an opinion base this isn't saying i know it's, for me i think I mean, I have different ways to go with this. Okay, so I have a few. I mean, obviously, um, autograph cards are going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we always refer, anybody who's ever referred to in the uh, 98 through 99 run of WCW autograph cards automatically gets kind of like a, that's always something to consider, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. And while I would get, normally I, I put it as my one of my alternate, alternates, um, I like the 94 action pack. I, he's card number one, right? The 94 action pack. Good Boom. image. The good image right there. Great way to kickstart that damn set off. Um, uh, just kind of that's it's that's not that's that's a badass Bigelow right there. Not Bam Bam Bigelow. That's just uh, it's a it's a great shot for me. I like it. I like the whole design as it is already. I love that whole card set, both both series. Yep. Um, and it's just uh, I don't know, it speaks to me right there. I just like the whole damn thing. Yeah, and to go ahead, were you gonna? Well, and then the other thing I have on there, like if I had a like a secondary type of alternates like that, I do like uh, in 1999 as a Bandai uh, card with him as a tag team champ with Vader. It's such a cool image of them holding the belts. Two big, you know, two big guys, by the way, who both are heavyweights that move like cruiserweight types. You know, it's like mm -hmm. that um, that uh, had this nice little run, you know, in uh, was it uh, 08 or not 08. Um, 88 89 some of that time frames like that you know uh we're, you know uh, working over in japan so like that it's just a cool looking card to me if i had to put them in the order of the three that i mentioned uh it's going to be 94 action pack for me followed by the bandai then maybe the wcw autograph card those bandai cards are i i don't know that they're that rare but it's it's something that doesn't like maybe some like diehard japanese collectors know about them but I just don't see a lot of people talk about them. And there's a lot of really cool cards within them. Oh, you know. such, such cool cards in there that, you know, uh, uh, Rich's uh, a new book just came out. Yes. Um, uh, for uh, not too long ago. It came out for uh, the Japanese wrestling card, Almanac. Oh, my God, people, you got to go get that book. Uh, it, just from a collectability standpoint, because it talks about card wrestling cards. Um, I know it doesn't contain images on the pages. It has like a two-page you know, uh, full of color, uh, some color examples of wrestling, uh, Japanese cards, but it's, it's, it's a checklist. It's a checklist book of amazing stuff. Uh, I would recommend you pick it up and then use it as a reference point uh, to also go out and hunt down some of these cards because there's just so many cool, amazing Japanese wrestling cards out there that I told Rich, I wish I had this book 20 years ago because yeah. I, I, I would have been, uh, you know, equivalent to like a David Patch for wrestling all-stars, I would have been that guy for Japanese stuff. I guarantee it because I was into it. I just didn't have enough knowledge about it. I didn't know what to find out about. It. There was no information, which was the creation of WTC. And I was only putting stuff that I had, which was partial information on some of the couple cards I picked up here and there. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't give it um, the attention I should have. But if I would have had that book, I would have been all over it. That book's amazing. Huge stamp of approval. Boom. 
anything that wrestling card content is being put out there, make sure you guys support it. So moving on to my pick on that, uh, it's pretty simple to me. It's the 1999 WCW auto. The, the big thing with me on this is the card is what it is, right? It's okay. Images. Okay. But these Bam Bam autos there, ah. you just don't see them very often, whether it's an eight by 10, whether it's a, you know, cut auto, whether it's a card specifically, they're out there, but they're, they're expensive when you do find them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so kind of wrapping the, that's like a little investment. It's a uh, rarity scarcity. It's, it, it's just awesome to me. So it also, my pick, it so. also fits into one of our older previous episodes. We talked about, you know, best and worst autographs in our top three segment guys, check that out. Um, it, it, he has a great signature every time. And every time it was a, yep. it, when you do find them, they're beautiful signatures, and he fits that time frame of being like this old school kind of guy from that eighties, nineties era, though. Uh, that kind of like it's just amazing signature. Like he always took the time to sign something uh, uh, beautiful. It reminds me of the Andre signatures, whether it's that you know just Andre or the full name or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like big looping kind of thing like you know what it is when you see it kind of like the yep. undertaker and i think bam bam does the same thing because yep. it's got a lot of bees in there and they're always looping and stuff so yeah but, i mean today it'd be like bbb or something like that or like you know bx3 <laughs> uh could you imagine like or like a b to the third power <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's get off that subject real quick. I don't, you're giving somebody ideas out there. Somebody's don't, got like a triple name it. like you're gonna, that. I got to come up on our 2023's top three worst signature cards. Yeah, you'll make it onto that list. That's right. Let's go with the worst card. You just made the got. list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll start with the worst card. Wow. That was, I, I didn't know we were going to be doing list talk on this one. I, but, yeah. Um, I swear there's a Bam Bam card and I, the more I think about it, I want to say it's that 95 Panini that like Paul has the only full set of or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find I couldn't remember. So I could be wrong here. But there is an image of him on a card, I thought, somewhere where he has that like feathery flaming gear. Do you remember mm -hmm. when he had that gear for a short time? Yeah. It's yeah. the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. I'm like, you've got this guy with tattoos on his head and he's got feathery flaming gear. Like, come on. Yeah. So. I can't remember if that is in fact on a card. I want like I want to say it was on one of those obscure releases somewhere. So if you guys are listening to this and you can correct me on that, let me know on social media. Um, just to reply to us. But so let's take that out of the equation. He has so many good cards that it was really hard to pick. And I kind of had to like pick one that's kind of cheating, and that is the 92 Merlin stickers. Was it uh 222 through 225 is what I had down. Okay. And the reason I picked that is because it's one of those things where it's in pieces. So it's like, oh, I got Bam Bam's arm. I got part yeah, of his yeah. head. You know, I just, since I don't do, I understand the point because you put them in albums and you could form sure. a whole picture. But from a like collectability standpoint, like not for me. So, and I had to, I had to go with something for this segment, but he just has so many good cards and so many good images. Like you mentioned the action pack. There's like, you know, base legends cards from tops that were he were put out that are really solid. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, if I had to pick one again, I, my initial thought was the, you know, stupid flaming feather thing or uh, next up would be those 92 Merlin stickers. I had a couple that I uh, chose for this. Uh, my first choice was from the 2007 WWE heritage uh, set um, card number 80. It's uh, he's got a headlock uh, on uh, Kamala. 
And uh, I know he's got the gap tooth right there from that, you know, missing like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just the the expression on his face <laughs> and the headlock. It's just like a little maybe bit cringe. Fall, maybe, yeah, maybe it falls into my my whole like you know action shot type thing. I mean, there's a poor choice of action shots. So yeah, but when I was doing my homework on that uh, for 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 card images for this. I also came across the 99 WCW card. Oh, uh, that one's bad. Yeah. But it's it's all black. Yeah. Okay. He's wearing an all black outfit. So when it's, there's nothing about him. Like for a second, if you, if you just breeze through the card sets, you go, oh, it's, you know, it's a uh, big boss man. Da, 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 da. You, you just, you didn't really, it didn't look like Bam Bam Bigelow. There's no right. flaming. There's no, the flaming, uh, you know, tattoo skull you can really see. You don't see any, nothing. Yeah, because he was uh, always uh, known for the flaming suit. Like, the of one, course, yeah. there's a beast in the east, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so it's just, um, it's just a plus. It, it's a black background blending in with his black outfit. It's almost like having this arm and head just floating in the air, kind of thing for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just a horrible picture. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where when they decided to use that image in that specific card set like what were all uh, it never it always fascinates me about when they put out card sets i i know that in my in my relationship with tops the time and seeing some of the emails that were being shared to me when it uh, finally came to me about images and stuff like that or information about checklists for wtc i would sometimes be you know i think not mistakenly or they just didn't care where it would show like you know the editing process going through and uh, and selecting images or emails going back and forth between Tops and 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 uh, WCW or Tops and at the time it was Tops and WWE where they're like you know hey we got to airbrush out this for the pants you have to get rid of the Levi brand uh, there's a Coke bottle back there so all these copyright type stuff mm-hmm. they have to get rid of for legality issues but they also be like I never really understood how you get about with you know they have access to thousands upon thousands right. of images why did you choose this one and a lot of times it's like well tops would go we didn't really pick it that's what we were instructed to or that's the one that wwe told us to use or in this case wcw told us to use um i just whoever picked those things sometimes i think that person needs to probably reevaluate their career choices <laughs> yeah because yeah, <laughs> you know we've talked about um uh, I want to say it was the CM Punk where it was just like a shot of his armpit or something like that. Yeah, like, like it was weird stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, back then, maybe they knew something that we 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 all now know. No, so yeah, why would you? Why would you do that to the guy? I, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, this is always the fun part: the card that we would create, and I'll let you kick it off. I decided to go. Keeping my 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 things, I do love that uh, that Bandai card, the ninety nine Bandai card number sixty three. For those who want to know, nineteen ninety nine Bandai from Japan card number sixty three is uh, shows a picture with him and Vader together as uh, the uh, IWGP Tag Team Champions. So I would take that same idea and I would do it and again. If we could go back in time, are we just talking about stuff we can create today or at any point anything. in history? Yeah, okay. anything. If I can go back in time, I would have created a uh, an oversized box topper, like you would see, like the, yeah. the fistographs or things like that, and would have a uh, just a straight up signature card, a dual signature of both two of arguably some of the biggest best men in the business, which would be Bam Bam and Vader together, uh, holding up the IWD, uh, IWGP uh, tag team titles. Have any specific design in mind you would do with that, or no? Like I, the, I mean, or, I, like. 
obviously we've got the image now in our heads and sure would you do like an autograph space still or would you do anything differently with um i don't think i would do any autograph i'm not going to take the exact same image like that i would take something from that time frame of them with the title maybe something that they, they just won the title and then the ring there's a great snapshot of them like mm-hmm. you know, holding the titles up kind of thing it, i'm i'm going simplicity is best in this one because it's two autographs that um i'm never going to get together yeah ever yeah. um and so for me that'd be all the more uh the best for me because i can have two legends who are no longer with us both in the same uh card i want it to be oversized uh because these are big guys they're big men it represents the bigness these guys are and then also uh of, of just having their signatures on it be great i'm wondering if you did and maybe this is I'm, I'm kind of stealing your idea here it's not mine i got a different one but if you took that because it's oversized and you want, you know, less is more, what if it was mainly used as a photo, not necessarily a card? And then I'm sure you've seen Relief does cuts and they'll do like a, you know, um, a border that they mm-hmm. put it in. So you can tell it's a card, but it's actually like a really high quality photo. I like with, that with too. The autos and then just whatever on the back. I like that too. Like a nice high quality image. I yeah. like that. That's a good yeah. idea too. So mine is this is very strange. So there there's a there's a there's a moment in time that I remember watching ECW and I found out Bam Bam Bigelow like was in ECW and I'm like, "Wait a minute. You're telling me this this 80s WWF guy that I used to watch when I was a kid is now going extreme? Like this has to be the greatest organization cuz they'll bring in these 80s has-beens and put them <laughs> in the extreme warfare." Little did I know Bam Bam would like thrive in that, but um, there was this I, I just remember Joey Styles talking and the video camera was on Bam Bam's head and he just like slowly raised his head up and his <laughs> eyes I'm like this this guy scares me like I, you know <laughs> he he didn't scare me as a kid why is he scaring me now but he scares me so I would want like a lenticular card like the uh, was it art box art box the, yeah. yeah something like that where it's just him like raising up and you can just see his eyes and it just goes back and forth like and then on the back, what I would do is be like a full bleed image of just a, his tattoo, like this almost the same that's on the lenticular yeah, yeah. on the back, but then have information not about his career, not about ECW, which is where I stole that from, but about the actual tattoo, tattoo? and like yeah. get commentary of why he decided to do it and just quotes on the, you know, quoted sentences cool. on the back. So I like very, that. very different, but that's something I would create. I like that one. I uh, that'd be kind of cool. I, I I think those uh, lenticular cards are very underrated. Um, they don't hold any huge Except value. The, the the Trish one still does pretty well. Yeah, Trish does still pretty well. So like, I mean, I mean, I mean, how can you go wrong at uh, the, the picture of Trish's butt? I mean, it's just full motion Trish butt. Uh, that's you know, spe- it speaks for itself. I- I think the only one that I have that uh, I haven't got rid of yet is the rock. And he's like raising his arm oh, or something like that. Uh, like this because oh, is it that just, one? Do, yeah. just doing this. Yeah. yeah. Same set. Same set. That, that's the one. That's the one I kept. Uh, I, I, I mean, didn't have, ever had a lot, but. Because the, the lenticular ones, I think the problem on those is that they're, they're a hit and miss on the quality of what that motion does. Lenticular works. Yeah. Like if you have something that's a little too busy, like their first that they put out in 98 or 99, um it was like broken up like this is the dx set uh section this is the cane section this is the undertaker section uh it it didn't work out so well it's like you know these um 
almost like they were photoshopped out of the image and put into this as other makeshift image and right. tried to make this one tickier. Where right. they did for the second one in 2000 and 2020, uh, 2001, it was more from actual in-ring shots or things like that. And so they had backdrops that would, you know, but it was, um, it was a hit and miss. Some things worked really well in the motion. Some didn't. The Trish butt one works okay. It works nice, but it's her butt. So people kind of just <laughs> overlook that. Uh, and then you had the rock one, which was like a perfect little, you know, yeah. move like, you know, you know, just bring it. Um, it so it's just, uh, there's some good stuff in there. I, I think that's a, a cool concept. And especially now we're in 2022, almost 2023. Uh, you think that we'd have like something a little bit more, uh, works a little better, like make technology, make them a little bit better. Cause that'd be That'd be so cool, like you just said, to have you, know, you move out and just like that top of the head and boom, the scary eye and top of the head, the scary eye. That'd be yep. kind of cool. I like that. So what do you think the thoughts on Bam Bam cards going forward is? And I, you know, I almost want to take this back a little bit to what you said at the beginning and comparing it to like Brutus Beefcake. Like, and in that sense, it, it yeah. kind of falls in that category for me, though. I just I think, think so. that um, I think that he has a very selected group of fans. I don't think he's ever going to be as widely as accepted as your Hulk Hogan's or rocks and things like that. But then again, who the hell is? Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, and even for me as a fan of his, uh, of his uh, in, in a limited sense, um, I still wouldn't even put him in my same category as a Rick rude and uh, Mr. Perfect. I think those guys deserve to be much higher yep. up the scale in collectability than Bam Bam. And again, not to discredit anything from Bam Bam Bigelow's like that. I, you know, I was a fan of, of his so just from works a, like that. Just from a fan base, though, you hear more people reference Rick Rude and Miss definitely Mr. Perfect than you do Bam Bam Bigelow. Of course. Just talking wrestling. Of course, of yeah. course. I mean, I, it's, um, you, you can talk about big men. And I think even when they talk about the, you know, the big men of the business, like the most, uh, you know, the, uh, the best big men in the business you, you people you know lean towards you know andre or uh you know, and rightfully so of course and yeah. you know our big show or something like that or you know kane because he's a big guy kind of thing or whatever um and i think they forget about guys like like bam bam sometimes i think i mean the guy yeah. him and vader those two guys yep. um vader was a scary man too they were both scary for different reasons uh both big guys both had uh, 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 different, unique, menacing looks. Uh, Vader looked like someone, uh, and probably was someone that could would literally beat the shit out of you if uh, you, uh, you know, mouthed off the wrong way. So, like that guy, if you were in the ring with him and you botched the move or some kinds of like that, that dude was definitely giving you a serious receipt. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I and to a extent, Bam Bam too, but Bam Bam had a scarier overall presence for me as opposed to vader had that scary intro with the uh, the helm you know and uh but then coming in and just like someone who beat your ass uh and those are two guys that are like bam bam fits that category of like big guy moves very agile uh but i don't think gets the love and respect that he probably deserves when you talk about the big big guys of the business interesting that you compare the two like um also, I think it's that that's why I say that is I think from I, I'm just a fan, but from everything I've heard or read or whatever from like shoot interviews or whatever is like Bam Bam was actually a decent guy in the locker room yep. and Vader was completely the opposite. Yep. So it's interesting that Bam Bam's more menacing looking maybe from yep. a visual, but he's actually the nicer guy. Just sure. Out there. It's, it's like it's like uh, all the years, you know, people talk about, you know, like Roddy Piper. 
you know, and talking yeah. about, you know, what what an asshole he was and that he played that villain so well and blah, 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 but couldn't have been the nicest guy ever. The guy was such a sweet, sweet man. Like he's always like, so. Oh, 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 th- 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 thank you. Thank you so much for following. You know, da, 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 and I, you know, you hand him a WCW card for him to go and sign like a hill. Is there a promotion I haven't wrestled in? <laughs> and so then he'd, and he'd sign. I, I have great memories of, of, of talking to him and and uh, it's just these guys they they tune it up like you know, I'm such a nice guy in real life I get to be this bad guy in the ring and yeah. uh you know I, I get to do it well and so uh Vader struck me as being someone who probably wasn't very nice and I've only had a couple of experiences with him in person and I can probably say yeah I, I get that vibe <laughs> I get that vibe from like thank you so much for signing my autograph later <laughs> yeah and just uh you know um but uh, I never got to meet Bam Bam, so that would be would have been kind of cool. I, I would bet that he probably was a nice guy. I Speaking of that, I just now thought of one thing I would go back to is a fight on our creator card. Uh, he had a short appearance in the movie Major Pain, and I did not know that was coming out until I watched the movie <laughs> when I was a kid. And I was like, that's Bam Bam Bigelow. He's a bounty hunter. He's What is he doing in here? So it would have been cool if I could have seen uh, like a card of his of him in the movie. But um, <laughs> my, my thoughts on the Bam Bam cards going forward, I think he's in this unique situation where no matter if you were a WWE fan, ECW, WCW, like whatever era, New Japan, whatever you listened to or whatever era that you watched him in, there is a card for you. And I think this mm-hmm. is a situation where you can go out, you can spend the most money you can afford on the best possible card you can get of him, whether it's an auto or some like a, a super fractor or a, you know, X fractor, like whatever it is in the product you like, you can go out, spend the most money you can on that card, put it in your collection. You're done with bam, bam, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, it's not like a, a Hogan or a rock or Ric Flair or somebody where you're like trying to get this and you got to get that. And you like mm-hmm. this one, but you like that one too. Um, you know, bam, bam, just go out. If, if he was a part of your wrestling fandom, Buy the best thing you can, whether it's the auto or parallel. Have fun with it and just be done. I mean, like you said, I mean, at the top of the show here, we talked about he's only, according to Trading Card Database, you know, only 183 cards, different cards like yeah. that. It's not, and, and most of that's going to be on, on base common singles like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, uh, you know, if you wanted to have a master, master set of him, it would be un- unattainable. That's um, true. That's a good way I mean, to look at it. I mean, the, the most expensive thing you're probably going to get from him is probably going to be that WCW autograph card because that's just a whole different ballgame within itself with all the, the different right. names in there and and uh, you know all the the stuff about it. But um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really high high end for him that you have to worry about except for those low number type things, like, like you said, super fractors and stuff like that. But he'd be fu- he'd be it'd be a fun hobby for someone to go out and just you know have something like you know what. I'm going to create, I'm going to have a, a Beast of the East collection. We talk about that all the time. Pick your superstar, no matter who it is, what it is, and go for it. it he doesn't so have to fun. be super popular. He does not have to be mainstream kind of guy. Um, he, he just has to be something that you can connect with or her, something you can connect with and uh, that you enjoy and are having fun with. That's what it's all about. Tony, yep. let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com. That's where they can find us. Everything uh, for us. The social media is on the bottom of every single page. Uh, you know, check out the links page. Uh, hopefully, by the time this uh, this one comes out, uh, I'll have the wrestling guy store should PHX. be open. Should yep. be uh, should be up on the site. And um, but uh, yeah, if you're in Arizona, man, come check us out. 
Uh, I'll be doing WTC stuff from the store. I'll be doing wrestling guy stuff from the store. Um, I'm going to be spending most of my life at the store. So I might as well go ahead and just continue to keep doing what I'm doing at home <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, why not? And um, I will, uh, you know, be doing a lot of stuff from there. I'll be shooting videos. I'll be hoping having interviews from there. I'll still be doing podcasting stuff from there. Um, you know, just shoot me a message, guys. Uh, love to hear from you when it comes to whether it's about trading card, about the store, whatever you want. It's like that. Um, uh, we're always interested in hearing your guys' opinions, what you guys think. You know, yep. what do you guys think about Bam Bam Bigelow? I mean, um, are you a fan? Do you collect his cards? Are you a WCW autograph kind of card kind of guy? You go after his New Japan stuff? I mean, what do you go after? I want to hear from everybody. What about yeah. you? Let us know. Engagement, of course, at Zane Morning on all social platforms. Let us know what you think about Bam Bam Bigelow. If uh, you remember his ECW run, Memphis run, like whatever era you liked, let's just hear about it. I real quick, um, I often talk about like how I get sick of people like replying to other people's posts with the same card. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, mine's bigger and better than yours. Mm -hmm. This is a prime example where we want you to reply to us with your favorite Bam Bam card, with your favorite yep. Bam Bam moment. It could be, you know, a picture, a video clip, a, a GIF. Uh, it could be any of these things. Like, sure. That's what we like to get the engagement going with different aspects of a talent, different ways of looking at things. So what is your favorite part of Bam Bam Bigelow? If you have one, let us know on social media. Back to my stuff. Uh, you can check out Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. But of course, you're already here listening to this. Wherever you're listening to this on, please subscribe, spread the word about the show, get the word out about Wrestling Cards, and leave us a review if you've enjoyed this show today. Anything else before we get out of here? I know. I mean, the only thing that I know is that, you know, wrestling cards do rule. <laughs> That's all there is to say about it. We're out of here. <laughs>